I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this. You're right. The cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. All things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me, so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. All right, so you know what's interesting? Like we, I'm glad. So we saw the movie together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we didn't really record right after it. We'd have a few days to marinate on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, I mean, I could talk about what I thought of the movie. Now, uh, for those of you who, should we talk about what it's about or just go into our thoughts? Let's say what it's about. All right. Well, Eric, because Deadpool, the thing is, some people don't still are not quite sure who who's Deadpool. Isn't that like a Clint Eastwood movie or something? It is. It is the Deadpool. Right. And it's it's interesting because that's where, all right, how they we can get to how the character's name comes about. But the movie's about this guy named Wade Wilson. Uh, his nickname is uh, the Merc with the Mouth. Right. Uh, a mercenary who uh, the sort of backstory is he's been in special services and uh special forces special, special services forces. is something else no <laughs> yes wade Maybe. wilson special forces he well, will <laughs> he will mess you up if you're a bad person and he will talk and he's a wise off. ass he is a total wise ass played makes, by ryan reynolds yeah ryan reynolds who, who does a great job because he is so willing to parody himself oh yeah well well the thing is people may may or may not know this i mean uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine uh, came out in 2009. May it live in infamy. Yeah, it may live in notoriety, because it's a notorious movie. Because, well, for, first of all, it's a pretty bad movie. But one of the things that is egregious about it is how wrong they got the character of Wade Wilson in Deadpool. Yeah, because um, this character was supposed to be in Wolverine. They completely messed it up. Yeah, and well... That, and everyone got really angry. Without saying too much, well, let me put it this way. As I said, his nickname is the Merc with the Mouth, and <laughs> he, they take his mouth away. Yes, Uchen Handelu style. Yeah, he comes up in the climax. The thing is, in the, like I think in the first act of the movie, he's there, and he's just Wade Wilson. He's not terrible, but he's not that remarkable. He's kind of just forgettable. He, he's in the movie, but then he's gone for most of it, because it's then Wolverine's BS story. But... Uh, when but when then they bring Wade Wilson back after he's become quote Deadpool and he looks like crap. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing in this movie, this has taken years to gestate because I don't know about if you know the history that they Ryan Reynolds created a special what you know what they call a proof of concept. He shot like a little short film of him as Deadpool huh. and to show the studio. Hey, we can make this work. We can actually, and not only that, we can make this work as an R-rated movie. Um, and I believe that he may have even, it might have been part or some of the that opening scene on the highway. Hmm. And I don't know how much of that was there, but the point is, Fox, you know, decided, all right, let's take a chance on this. We already got X-Men. We let's let's throw a little bit of money at an R-rated. Yeah, you know, superhero movie. We can't do worse than how we will do with Fantastic Four. So, <laughs> well, they, I think they, I, I think they knew what they looked into the future and said, "Nope, Fantastic Four is not going to work out. Let's yeah. try out Deadpool." No. So, but what? So what you get here though is a story of so Wade Wilson. It's it's an origin story. You find out how Wade Wilson becomes 
this character named Deadpool, he get he he finds out he has cancer. Um, it's also, by the way, I should mention it's a romance story, in part. <laughs> I in the like I guess it's sort of it's a lot of different movies, and uh, I should mention also that Wade Wilson's the type of character who. As Deadpool mostly, though, not as Wade Wilson, because that's sort of the flashback when he's kind of normal. Uh, he breaks the fourth wall a lot. Yeah. He, uh, it reminded me in some ways at first of a Muppet movie, even though he's more of like a Bugs Bunny character. What he was missing was traveling by map. <laughs> yes. <laughs> traveling by map and songs. All right, but that's the the essence of it. It's really a much, uh, a much more, uh comedic take on a superhero movie considering a lot of uh, it's making fun of a lot of things that have become part of the modern superhero movie i mean ever since monster movie and blockbusters yeah i mean ever since iron man came out you know we've had this new wave of superhero films that have taken the subject much more seriously and it's become big business you know we have an entire cinematic universe dedicated (laughs) to it and well the cool thing (laughs) is that and the character of deadpool is constantly referencing the is constantly breaking the fourth wall and referencing the sort of limits of his own film. It's, yeah, there are two other there are two other characters, two mutants from the X Men uh, franchise, and he's like, oh, what? It looks like there are only two of you. How come there are only two of you here? It's like the the uh, studio can only afford two extra characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, well he actually goes to the Xavier. Yeah, that's school. what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he actually makes that comment like, why aren't there more mutants here? You'd think that maybe they didn't have the budget for this. Actually, you know what I just thought of? It has a little bit of a tone of, not all the way, but just slightly. Like this is, I mean, it's a more serious in tone thing than this. So I'm like, when you watched Animaniacs and how much that made fun of itself, <laughs> it did. The fact that you know Animaniacs would kind of make fun of the fact that it's produced by Steven Spielberg and you know uh, it's that, very... that, that it's appealing to kids, but it's also kind of appealing to adults. Deadpool is very self-aware. Yeah, this is a very self-aware film. Now, we should mention, though, again, it's when I say it's rated R, it's hard R-rated. It's a movie that, again, it, the, it, it, you, I, you, could almost, you could kind of criticize it possibly for being lowbrow yeah. at times, maybe too lowbrow. Not, not, for me, it was, you know, it was, I was having the time of my life with this movie, but, um, I mean, there are a couple of sex jokes when they kind of have the quick montage showing when uh, Wade Wilson and... Uh, I'm forgetting the character's name, but his wife. Played, yeah, well, it becomes his wife. The but the actress is played by Monica Baccarin, I think is her name. And they show like when they're, you know, really getting hot and heavy and having sex. And there's a sex joke that I won't spoil, but it really caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, I'm I was almost thinking like sitting there like, I wonder if Andrew's seen a joke like this in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know I have but, it. Yeah, we've got gore, we've got sex jokes, we've got uh, some some uh, some dark comedy. Oh, uh, very dark comedy. There is some serious stuff here and there. I mean, how he becomes this, you know, uh, I don't know, do you call him a superhero? He's almost more like an anti-superhero or anti-hero. something. Anti-hero? Well, yeah, anti-hero. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound more clever. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, because I mean, he he even describes himself early on as I'm not a good guy. I'm a bad guy who takes out even worse guys. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting thing because yet obviously he get the audience is on his side because he's super engaging. You know his jokes are you know his his wit is 
top of the charts. Yeah. Um, now, but I'm, well, the thing I was curious about, though, leaving the movie, I'm wondering, though, how much, like, did you like the movie? I liked it. Okay. Because at times, I was kind of sitting there, and I was like, some, I don't know if this was a weird way to gauge it, but I was sitting there next to you, and, like, you weren't really laughing that much. Maybe were some of the jokes not connecting for you, or maybe it wasn't your style of humor. No, it's just, I don't think there was ever a moment where I was like, nope, that's not funny. Nope, that's not funny. <laughs> no, I was never like that. Okay. I was just like, oh, that's a joke. That's funny. And I wasn't laughing. <laughs> hmm. Which, that this is not... This is a constructed joke. I see. <laughs> I just like the way that your mind is working with I... this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> but it it is an entertaining movie. I did. Oh, yeah. I I was in. It, I I didn't have many expectations for it. I didn't have low expectations. I didn't have high expectations. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Deadpool, nor am I against him. You didn't read but, the book. No. And the book. <laughs> well, the, the series. Oh, the book was much better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd actually heard. I haven't seen him in any of them, but I heard that he was in some animated series too. For, yeah. For Marvel, had you ever seen him in any of that? No. Okay. Cause I was, I, but this was basically my first exposure to Deadpool as a character. It's a, and, it's, but it's a great introduction. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. I Some critics have complained about how they hadn't taken the concept far enough, or that it I hadn't see, lived up to, to its potential, but here's the way I look at it. do with it. Here's the way I look at it. I, they, Fox clearly took a chance on this. They made an R-rated superhero film with crude jokes, with some, with, with some bloody action, uh, and with a character who is likable, but not a good person, I would say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And maybe they so and maybe they softened it up a little bit. But they took hmm. a clear risk with this film. And if I was, if someone was asking me, why should I see Deadpool? I would say because if you, if you need justification for seeing yet another superhero film yeah. here's something that feels different oh it's it's very different in, in large part i to me it's like i almost looked at it more as a comedy than even as regular superhero i would movie. say that yeah it's more of a comedy than it is a, a romance film or really an action film i mean it it's, has the romance part of it just because okay we need the plot of okay he falls in love with this girl yeah finds out he has cancer he wants to try cure himself so he can be with her. Goes into the, I guess it's kind of Weapon X program, but I don't know if they really call it that. Nah. With, quote Ajax, the the villain, yeah. and uh, and then he comes out looking like a, uh, you know, a, a French fry. And, and I did love the relationship that they had. No, but that's the thing though. Uh, they See, were not a typical couple. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like bad guy meets nice girl, and it's like, ooh, we love each other. They they're both these, uh, <laughs> they're both just kind of messed in a, up in people. In another in another key way, it's the anti X Men Origins Wolverine. Because, oh yeah. Because in that movie, they tried to squeeze in like Wolverine has a love interest. And then the bad guys take her out, and now he has to get revenge and flop. Yeah. Um, in this, though, it's they're con like he and Wade Wilson and his girlfriend. They're constantly cracking jokes to one another, but a they're they're you could there's kind of a sweetness between them you, you, and chemistry. I, I don't mean to throw this off, but. When I was Wolverine was on some sort of movie channel like FX one day, okay. and I was watching TV and I was like at a relative's house, so I really had no choice. And I'm like, "Oh, Wolverine's on next," and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, 
Okay. <laughs> and, was this a while and, back? And this was, and here was the weird thing. They showed, this was, this was not long ago. This was like a year ago when okay. I saw this. And they were showing footage of Wolverine's premiere, but it wasn't like a Hollywood premiere. Like some town in New Mexico or Arizona had won the right to premiere Wolverine. And it was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> premiere this somewhere for the fans. And I'm like, and I and knowing what I know, I'm like, yeah, uh, you just wanted to dump this somewhere. Oh <laughs> and, wow, and, yeah, I didn't know about. And that. there were all those sincere I- interviews from fans who had come out to see the movie, and they're like, yeah, this is gonna be so awesome. We love Wolverine, and this movie, it's like, it's for the fans, and and all these people are just so happy. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, this is this is heartbreaking. <laughs> the, the 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 heart the pro, the heartbreaking part too is that they, I mean I don't know if they could have made a great movie as a, or, a Wolverine origin movie. You could but make a great ma- movie out of anything. But they could have made it interesting. They could have <laughs> made, you know, it, the problem is Wolverine works best when he is with a lot of other X Men. Probably and you can kind of play off them, but they could have made a better movie than they well, did. Well, that too. Like you had, but pro- well, in a weird way, it's funny because you, another thing that corrected itself. Whoever directed that movie, I don't think was a Wolverine guy. I forget his name, but he was like some guy from like South Africa who made like a touching, you know, warm-hearted <laughs> movie about like. Uh, a guy who finds a little kid and has to protect him, and I think it was called like Tsatsi or something. But that doesn't. But, that but doesn't the point mean is, though, I but, mean, George Miller made Mad Max, and then he made Happy Feet. But I don't see the connection. Is, are those two similar movies no, at all? But, <laughs> but the point is, though, he spearheaded Happy Feet. He wasn't given a franchise to try to handle. Whereas okay. whoever, wh- you have whereas, a valid the, point whereas there. the writers and director. Now, I haven't really seen that much work that this guy, Tim Miller, who made Deadpool's done, but he clearly loves the source material. And um, it, you know, it again, this is something that could have been very easy to mess up. Like they did before. Yeah, but well, not even so much <laughs> that. I mean, yeah, well, that, but also just, it can be so hard sometimes to do topical humor well. Mm. And this is a movie where you have... I counted at least two Hugh Jackman jokes. Oh yeah, which you know it's and I I don't mean Wolverine. I mean Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and that's a where a few Ryan Reynolds jokes. Yeah, well that I would say that actually where he's sitting around and he mentions Ryan Reynolds as the sexiest man alive and all that. <laughs> that was the one joke where I kind of thought, oh. Of course, I did. But just, I rolled my eyes just slightly. But also just referencing Ryan Reynolds' work on. In that Wolverine film and in the in Green Lantern, which we both saw in the theaters and both regretted, it's it's, it's like this is to Mar- this is to Marvel movies what like Wayne's World is to like rock and roll movies or something, you know? Because like, you know, I don't know if you've when you've if you ever seen Wayne's World, but that's also something where like Mike Myers in that movie is just constantly breaking the fourth wall, and like there's a whole section of the movie where they have a break in the movie like they're because they're hired this is just an aside but they're hired to uh do their show in like a you know on actual tv instead of public access and this producer's talking about how they have to change their image and they just almost stop the movie in the best possible way to have a commercial break yeah and it's like mike myers has a box of pizza he's like contractor no i will not bow to any sponsor (laughs) <laughs> holds up a slice of pizza and like uh, and like Dana Carvey is sitting in like 
in uh, Reebok gear. <laughs> and he's like, some people just like to do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. <laughs> that's this movie. Like, yeah. It's the Wayne's World of comic book movies. And that, of course, is really fun. And, I don't know, and Ryan Reynolds was, I think, having the time of his life. Yeah. I mean, he clearly cared about this. And I mean... You know, he we, was willing to yeah. lampoon himself for this project. Yeah, well, the thing is with him, I... It's like I've seen a lot of movies with him. Some of them, and he always comes and tries, mm. you know, like because when we we saw Green Lantern together years ago, right? Not a very good movie, no. But I feel like I mean he was there. He wasn't like phoning it in. I think he was trying to do something. With I the never character. got. I never got the sense with Green Lantern that it was Ryan Reynolds's fault. Yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Like, yeah, everything around him was inadequate. Yeah, it was, and that's not even when we talk about the lesser comic book movies. With with Green Lantern, the biggest problem with that was it was kind of forgettable. Oh, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't X Men Origins Wolverine bad. It wasn't <laughs> Fantastic Four bad. It wasn't. No. You know, it was more just like, okay, I saw that. I'll move on. It was pretty. It was yeah. Whereas it, this is a movie where it's. Now, I will say, like, a one little piece of criticism, because I don't think it's, like, a perfect movie or anything. No. Near the climax, the the action that, you know, that, that unfolds, it's still, it's a fun sequence, and there are a few jokes that work well. But the way the action is, like, unfolds, it's just kind of like, okay, it's another comic book movie. Yeah, it unfolds, the plot unfolds in a rather standard manner. What what makes it what makes this stick out in your head is going to be the dialogue and the jokes. There are still the... a few memorable things that I want to go back and because I feel like I might have missed a couple little jokes here. Yeah, and, there. and you and I talked about this. The villain is forgettable. Yeah, I mean we'll go in more in depth into that uh, later in the show. Yeah, but no, that's I will say he wasn't. I don't know how you feel about this, like. Because, you know, that's a problem, I think, in general with Marvel movies is the villains. Um, I don't know how he compares to... I didn't, I didn't mind him as much as the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy. Villains in example. in superhero movies, not just Marvel movies. In, in the current, uh, in the current uh, superhero universes we have, they either tend to be very good or just kind of standard. Yeah. They're like placeholders. But I will say that they were at least throughout the movie though they were kind of aware of that in a way. I don't, maybe they uh, weren't. I I disagree. Well, not. Let me put it this way: like they, well, like for example, in the opening credits, they have like, in the opening credits for the movie are <laughs> they're astonishing. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you specifically what they are. No, but but, but they do reference. The yeah. fact that it's this actor yeah. <laughs> doing this role, and I thought that was very clever. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you can reference that, but you can still do a lot more with that. Oh, way. yeah, no, no, it's... I mean, you, I don't have to make, you don't have to make him, like, a Loki or, or give movie, him an epic backstory, yeah. but, I mean, for God's sakes, you could at least put a little more effort into him. It, but even just, like, the action in the climax it, had a different energy than, like, the, 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 the opening with that long high the, the highway sequence yeah that felt really like oh my god i'm in this and he's you know constantly cracking jokes and uh it, it made me feel giddy and then in the climax i was still with it but it wasn't like oh i'm i'm oh my god so 
Yeah, the action sequence in the in the end has nowhere near the same creative energy as that opening sequence. And no. you know, the opening sequence needed that energy to get us to hook us. Yeah, but they didn't necessarily, um, and it, it kind of declined as it went on. But but the point is though, what the movie needed to do was to set up this character and you know make him likable even as he's you know kind of a terrible person in some respects yeah, and he's likable yeah i i think that is a major achievement like again i mean obviously it's not the first time you've had something kind of like that i mean tony stark has that quality even though you might say he's more likable or maybe less likable than <laughs> someone like wade wilson it depends who you talk to um but here the difference also again i i have to stress radar you know it's very much all right if you want to take your kids to this movie that's fine but just know that when your kid comes out of the movie your kid will be a bit of a different person than when they came in <laughs> uh i'll agree with that yeah it's like when uh in the south park movie you ever see that nope oh i can't well yeah, forget it forget it <laughs> reference yeah. aborted damn it all right, but, but this uh, movie knew, did what it needed to do. It doesn't commit any of the big cardinal sins of of superhero movies. It doesn't fail okay. necessarily on any level. Yeah, it just it fails to perhaps to reach its potential. But still, it's an entertaining movie. Go see it if you want to laugh. Go see it if you want to see a different superhero movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, if you if you feel like you're superheroed out, give this movie a chance. No, yeah, that that, that that's the thing. It. The, they the the sort of subgenre needed this movie because especially, and I wonder too how it's gonna hold up for audiences like you know it we have Batman versus Superman coming out in just a little over a month yeah and that looks serious as wait hell. for the review coming here at the Wages of Cinema thank you uh, <laughs> I like how you snuck that in like a advertising guy um, but. But, I mean, from the trailers that you've seen of it, tone-wise, it doesn't look that far off from Man of Steel, right? No. No, I mean, maybe with the exception of Jesse Eisenberg, who is, he's adding some levity to it. However, like, after something like Deadpool, I wonder what audiences will make of Batman Superman. I mean, obviously, they'll go see it, because it's the first time that you've seen these two characters in a movie, like this. Yeah, Batman Superman is going to make a ton of money. Oh, it will. No, I don't doubt that, but but you have but again, it's it's kind of like the thing um I don't know if this is a, a good equation, but uh like back in the 60s, in 1964, you had two uh movies about nuclear annihilation come out around the same time. One was a movie called Failsafe. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that with Henry I've Fonda. Heard of it, yeah. And then you had Doctor Strangelove. And guess which movie people saw more? Doctor Strangelove. Exactly. Because, like, somehow, even though Failsafe is actually kind of a great movie, yeah. um, Doctor Strangelove, it just... Is fun. It's a fun movie about the apocalypse. That's something that people... Wow, that's different. That's yeah. something that I haven't seen before. Again, obviously... So what you're saying is... Will this change the perception? If you, if you if you had both films and you, you talked about, well, which one do you think audience would respond to more favorably? I think Rather than look yeah. at the sort of oppressive Man of Steel style Batman Superman, yeah. they would say, we'll point to Deadpool and say, yeah, that movie was a lot of fun. I'd see that again. Some people will see Batman versus Superman. I can't, I can't speak for the millions of people that are going to go see it. But, I can. Well, all right, well, what I was about to say was, I, I wonder if... 
some of them will go almost out of a sense of obligation. I feel obligated. Oh, so you so you don't really want to go see it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I were talking about this. He okay. Was, we grew up on the Bat Superman animated series. Right. Uh, you know, the Warner Brothers sure. thing. And he looked at this and said, why? Why? <laughs> Like this, this doesn't this doesn't make any sense. Well, Why would Superman and Batman fight? He said it, 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 the premise was flawed. And I my mean, brother's I'm... not even like a comic book fan or a, or a movie nerd. He's just like this. Knowing what I know about Batman and Superman, my brother thought this idea doesn't make sense. Well, especially and you and I know how this movie is going to turn out. Well. The trailers have kind of ruined it, to be fair. But... Yeah, but still, even knowing how it's going to turn out, you and I don't necessarily feel like this is going to be a great thing. <sighs> We're not enthusiastic about it. Are you enthusiastic about it? I'll say I'm curious, but enthusiastic? No. I'm kind of curious because Wonder Woman's in it. Um, That's all I got. See, I'm I'm curious more about Jesse Eisenberg. He seems like oh, I, I'm curious about him too, but I don't. But I feel like his is just going to be kind of is going to end up being a campy performance inside of a sort of. But I film. but I kind of think that this movie needs that. Well, yeah, I mean anything to inject some life. There into was it. nothing campy about Man of Steel. That although was now, like... although now that I think about it, I am kind of curious to see how. Ben Affleck does as as well. As that Batman. too, yeah. I mean, you have but, Ben but, Affleck, you have Jeremy Irons. There are some good cast members. Right, but here's the thing: I, we're all interested in all these little things that are going to be creeping underneath this giant blockbuster. Yeah, we are not excited for the blockbuster as a whole. No, I mean, no. I don't want to speak for you. you. Do you feel excited about anything else? With with with, with this about, movie with, or with Batman genre? versus Superman? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. All right. So we I don't we don't mean to bring you down, audience. No, no, we no. Don't but mean I'm just, to, I'm we just... don't mean to say that, you know, if you were looking forward to Batman Superman that you no. are stupid. No, no, You're no, not. no, no, no. The the context that I was trying to put this in is just in a way to show how amazing Deadpool is and huh. how you know, the fact that again, because it's so different, it's so irreverent, it's something that you know, I don't know if you saw the box office, but this is by far the biggest opening ever in February for a oh, movie. Great. It made like it made 135 million dollars this weekend. Good. Which you know for just for any movie that's incredible. Like that's like among like the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. And that's for a character who, again, was kind of created as a lark. I mean, <laughs> I, I, this was created in the same vein as like the Ninja Turtles were created. Like I don't know if you know in the comic books, Wade Wilson is basically like it was a parody of this character named Deathstroke whose name was Slade Wilson. <laughs> That's the same logic as how they created Splinter in the Ninja Turtles yeah. where they took the master stick from dead from Daredevil and made him into a rat. <laughs> I had no idea that, yeah. that was I mean true. again I I mean I haven't read a lot of the early comics and uh I mean that's a whole other conversation altogether. Well, I mean Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like a pastiche of everything that was popular in the 80s. Well, it was a pastiche of Frank Miller stuff. It yeah. was a pastiche of I, like his, his samurai his stuff books, and Daredevil. And then it was like X-Men, that's where the mutants came from. And Daredevil is where you got like these vigilantes going out at night to fight the teenagers, criminals. you know, teenage superheroes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's... ninjas. Ninjas were all over the place in the 80s. Well, including in Daredevil. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was basically like a big, 
I mean, I didn't know that as a kid. I Look, just thought it was awesome. I, I know you're not the expert, but Deadpool, like, he came about in the 90s? Yeah, something like the mid to late 90s. And Which all... is kind of a fallow period in the in the comic book history. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. And the, the ironic part is that the, one of the guys who created it, I, I... I'm treading with caution. I don't know my comic book history. Well, I'm, I'm not a super expert either. I mean, the guy who... The other guy we saw the movie with, Matt Catania, would probably... He would run it foam See, at the mouth. This, this is where movie. we need Matt Catania. We need exactly. Him back. I should uh, I should have him like call in and like give his thoughts. That would be the best part of the show right <laughs> Skype now. Skype him in. He doesn't have Skype. <laughs> but, yeah, he needs to use mine to do things. But that's all right. All right. But the point is, um, one of the creators was this guy named Rob Liefeld. They made several references to him in the film. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's the thing that he. Yeah, and the funny thing is, though, he's kind of hated in the comic book yeah, world. Yeah, he is. And you even know that, not really being that much of a comics <laughs> guy. Yeah. Because he, he's a terrible artist. And he made, like, he was sort of the poster child, you know, for everything, making... For yeah. everything wrong with the comic book industry back in exactly. the 90s. Exactly, yeah. Like, he would make women look much too... Like, to points where it's like, how do women move who look like this? Or I men move like this? I was not complaining. Well, I didn't really read comics <laughs> at that time. I mean, yeah, so it was a dark period, but yet you had this one character who was created kind of as a joke. Like, I don't think they meant to make him much of, like, a real character. But somehow he just kind of took off. Yeah. And other writers kept with him for over the years. And... uh and if you and if you were listening out there, if you ever get a chance to pick up some Deadpool comics, uh, I mean, I wouldn't tell I wouldn't be able to tell you where to start, but generally they're they're pretty funny and they have very much the tone of this, yeah. Where you know it's uh, and again, it's not like breaking the fourth wall isn't even a hundred percent original. I mean, you have that a little bit with Spider Man, a little but, bit, yeah. But this kind of goes even further. I felt, yeah. So. I, yeah. gu- I guess what you could say is this film's virtue is excess. Mm. That's that's a good way of putting it. It's uh, yes, good way. Of, let's nailed end, it. Nailed it. Um. So let's end uh, the conversation on that. If you have any thoughts on Deadpool, email us at wagesofcinema at gmail dot com or send us a message at Facebook. Deadpool's a lot of fun. So go see it. Yeah, go see it. See if you it like now it. before history and memory proves us wrong. Yeah, before we get, like, two more Deadpool movies and they both suck. Yes. (laughs) Before you get uh, a movie where... The thing, one last thing I want to kind of ask you about. Could they do a crossover with Deadpool and, like... like, I don't mean, like, X-Men, like, they had, like, what, like, the Russian Colossus guy and some character, some teenage whatever her name was that nobody had heard of maybe two people in the comic community had heard of this chick in the movie like can you imagine a movie with deadpool like this deadpool and wolverine and other x-men why not because technically well the thing is though that world is still pg-13 technically family friendly maybe we get one f word in there right so that could be an issue you might soften deadpool a little bit more which maybe would make writers a little bit more creative. Right? I don't know. but I, I'm just saying, though, I wouldn't mind a Deadpool sequel. Oh, no, no, no. Well, they're going to make one. I oh, just meant like a crossover. Like, what happens if he has to interact with other Marvel characters? <laughs> well, I it's all about keeping that irreverent tone. And about keeping, but, yeah, keeping you know the keeping the R rating, yeah, 
making sure that you know he gets that this character gets the treatment that he had at the beginning, which yeah. was which was what made this movie work. Oh yeah, no, the humor, sure. the violence, the irreverence, yeah, all that has got to stay. Yeah, and it, now you've got to amp it up. You've got to take it to the next level, <sighs> no matter who he's partnered up with. God, I, I'm I'm wondering where they're like I said like this Deadpool movie... versus Hugh Jackman, just not Wolverine, just Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes, you have like tap dancing, singing Hugh Jackman from the Oscars versus Deadpool. Squeezing oh, Anne Hathaway somewhere. We, uh, we can do it. The, the the Hugh Jackman jokes. It was like even when I thought like okay maybe this is one too many, I was still laughing. <laughs> all right, all right. That's Deadpool. That's Deadpool. And like I said, go see it. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. X go give it to you. He go give it to you. X go give it to you. He go give it to you. You are haunting. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>